0: On January the 25th in 1896, the Lumière brothers showed their film Arrival of a Train at La Ciutat Station for a small audience at Salon Indien du Grand Café in Paris. The legend has it that the audience panicked when they saw the film. They had never seen moving pictures before and thought the train was real and was about to crash into them. It is, unfortunately, probably just an urban legend. even if the audience didn't panic, they were for sure amazed by the power of the film, struck by the effect of it. Moving pictures has actually always been a visual effect. The illusion of movement is created by showing a bunch of still pictures so fast that the human eye read it as one continuous movement. That effect is technically the same today as in 1896. But the art of effects within the films, illusions involving models, animation and other camera tricks, have evolved a lot since 1896. So let's dive into the world of visual effect history. Welcome to Yellow Brick Road. Hi everybody, I'm Niels Lagergren and this is Yellow Brick Road, a podcast about visual effects and animation. Today we're going to go nostalgic and talk about old visual effects, how they were done and how they have aged. To help me discuss this, I've invited two real film buffs from Goodbye Kansas. Say hello to VFX supervisor Stefan Linder and VFX producer Matilda Olson. When we talk about visual effects these days, we generally mean digital visual effects, VFX. But digital effects have only been around for a few decades. So let's allow ourselves to talk about visual effects in its broadest form. Animation, miniatures, camera tricks. Or as they said in the theater business back in the 1800s, smoke and mirrors. Uh, It's impossible to talk about the history of visual effects without mentioning Georges Méliès, the Mm. true pioneer of visual effects. He did tons of short films with lots of visual effects in in the early 1900s. Do you have any favorite Melies film?
1: Well, actually, I mean, it's so iconic, the the Trip to the Moon uh, film. It's actually one of those uh, films that you really, it it sort of epitomized the whole whole idea of visual effects and and storytelling also, and using visual effects for storytelling. Yeah. It it even, it even includes aliens.
0: Yeah. <laughs> wow. My personal favorite is The Man with the Rubber Head from 1901. It, it's a really short film, about I think it's Melias himself who picks up a head and puts it on the table and then he starts to blow into it, so it gets huge and then it blows up. <laughs> Quite fun. But, but but let's jump forward to the 20s, the golden age of silent movies, because visual effects took a great leap in those years. Uh, like when Moses divided the Red Sea, and Cecil B. DeMille's The Ten Commandments in 1923, or when Douglas Fairbanks flew around on a magic carpet in The Thief of Baghdad. But uh, Stefan, your favorite effect
1: films from those years uh, are German, aren't they? Yeah, um, I would say that uh, one of the one of the earliest films uh, that I really sort of Reacted on the visual effects, uh, which was actually visual effects, not just practical effects, but it was f- a film composite, and that was from *The uh, hmm. uh the Golem, um, where they have a, 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 a magic sequence where they create the the spirit for the Golem, uh, and and uh, they use smoke and mirrors, (laughs) and uh, and, uh, double exposure and things. And also, I I would say also, we have a a very early example, uh, which is before the 20s, and that is uh, Thomas Edison's Frankenstein, Mm. that he did in, I don't remember if it was 15 or something like that. Uh, A short or if it was even earlier I think it's earlier I think it's 1906 or something yeah so and that was also a lot of uh, intelligent uh, camera tricks to 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 make the beast or the monster come alive
0: it's funny because the 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 VFX pioneers they were also inventors yeah Uh, absolutely and still are I would say yeah exactly we're still trying to like invent new ways of
1: showing things we have better tools these days But the creativity is there.
2: A a practical (laughs) invention.
1: Yeah.
2: When you go to the early years, though. Yeah. Yeah.
1: One
0: invention, for example, is the Schüften process that was invented when they did Metropolis, another great visual effects Mm -hmm. film. Uh, How, how with the help of uh, mirrors and stuff to get people, actors, into miniature sets. Yeah. That's an
1: amazing film, too. It is. It is. And it's uh, (laughs) chokeful of. Optical or visual effects, whatever you want to call it, and uh, and uh, it, they're essential for the storytelling, also. Yeah. Do you have any old favorite, Matilda?
2: I think my my favorite is um, the Seventh Voyage of Simbad. Hmm. It was one of the first ones I saw, uh, and I've watched it like a, a lot of times. Uh, I think the Cyclops looks amazing. Yeah. Yeah, I love that part. Actually the and Cyclops really,
1: the Cyclops uh, and the Is it is that the one with the Cyclops and the Dragon? Is that no, that's
2: That's the uh, I think that's the second or third movie. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I think the first one is I watched all of three of them, so it kind of mixes up to <laughs> yeah, one me big too, me blur. Too. And it was a long time ago, yeah. Yeah, and them. it's I think the first one is with the bird. Mm, and like yeah. the giant but Yeah. Um but they they look amazing. Oh, and, so,
0: and now we're talking effects done by Ray Harryhausen. Yeah, yeah, the big legend.
2: Yeah, big legend, and it looks amazing. And I think that was the the first like st- actually stop motion animation that I that mm-hmm. I saw, so it kind of stuck with me yeah. growing yeah, up.
1: Yeah, I was a, I was a huge fan of Ray Harryhausen too when I grew up. Yeah, I, I saw also the Sinbad movies when I was a kid, and uh, and. Uh, I also saw one of the the, the earliest uh, of, of those effect films. Because, I mean, Ray Herrhausen's films were based on the effects. Yeah. They basically, they, they wanted to do some exotic traveling <laughs> to a location where they... Probably could have some vacation also.
2: Yeah, well, and that then, happened in Sinbad. So. Yeah,
1: <laughs> and 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 also they, they it was based on on the animation idea. What could we create that we haven't seen before? And one of the earliest f- films I remember from Ray was actually Ten Thousand BC, hmm. uh, which with uh, dinosaurs. With, yeah, with Raquel Welch, uh, though at that time Raquel Welch went past me completely because (laughs) it was dinosaurs there.
2: (laughs) The dinosaurs kind of take off. Yeah. Take the attention there.
0: But Ray Harrahusen, he learned his technique from from the true pioneer Willis O'Brien. Yeah. Who did King Kong and before that... of course, the uh, Lost World, lost World. in nineteen twenty-five. Oh, yeah. But let's talk about King Kong. King uh, Kong. It's it's so iconic, uh, and not the last, latest version of him in Skull Island, and not the Peter Jackson version that that you worked on, Stefan. On, mm-hmm. But the old original King Kong from nineteen thirty-three.
1: You didn't even mention the nineteen seventy-six version. No, <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> which was actually the film that made me interested in King Kong in yeah, oh, the first place. Oh, cool! I cool. kind of liked it with Jeff Bridges. Yeah, I had the poster of King Kong standing on. Top of uh, Twin Towers, Twin Towers. Yeah, I Like that Wrestling with jet planes, which are not in the film. Anyway, but let's go back to 1933. Uh, I heard that people were actually properly scared by that King Kong. They, they, they fainted in cinemas, and like they thought he was so real.
1: Uh, I could, I could see that. Yeah.
0: But, but, but <laughs> I mean, today we, we just
1: see uh, he's as cute. Why is that? I mean, it's. I, I think it's technology. Uh, I mean, back then, the, the, I, I consider King Kong to be the first pure action film mm. because it's the, the the story is based around action, based around the 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 incidents that happens as a true action film today is, and uh, and I think that people hadn't seen that before, and and uh, also uh, having. King Kong uh, basically r- run wild in New York. New mm. York City made people really uh, It's th- very th-
2: close to home. Yeah, yeah, and they
1: could connect with it. Yeah. And they could imagine that th- this this could happen.
2: It's not like a cyclops <laughs> on a beach or no. whatever. It's yeah.
1: In, in a foreign land.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's a giant gorilla yeah. in the middle of New York. Yeah.
1: And yeah. 1933, that's quite but some time ago. Thing. Yeah. Could it also be so so that since people hadn't
0: seen that effect really the, the stop motion effect in, in, to that extent in in those days, yeah. so for them it it looked properly realistic, but but then the more you saw of it, the more you got used to it, uh, and then you didn't buy it as realistic anymore.
1: Yeah, I think I mean that that's uh, quite a common when it comes to film. Uh, that that as the the or or I should say that the the progress of the quality uh, of 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 how the not only affects but the whole filmmaking process uh, evolves. You you sort of look back and see oh I thought that worked before but now now yeah. it's 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 dated. And I think it's the same thing with that that, that they were f- the first ones to do it. I don't think that people consider it. Like realistically real, no. but the effect was so astounding that they they thought, "Oh, wow, you can do this now." Yeah, and wow he's it, huge. Yeah,
2: <laughs> and it's something new and yeah. that you haven't seen before. And no. everything new is scary. Mm-hmm.
0: So <laughs> yeah,
2: I think that it's that's yeah. true. Yeah. How tall is King Kong? Three foot six, and that's what
0: you're gonna be if you don't pay my thousand dollars. <laughs> How, how was it to work on Peter Jackson's Kong, Stefan?
1: That was that was great. It it was uh, my first experience with a, a super big production, and it felt like like you know I I, I had seen all the the special uh, behind the scenes uh, features from Lord of the Rings and suddenly you were in the middle of it mm. so it was just like a, a year long DVD extra <laughs> 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 so it was fantastic and, and uh, it also uh, it also sort of brought down the the expectations of a big productions because you realize that, that uh, they're facing the same problem as we do in back in Sweden on a, we were like five people at at uh, the old Fido office back then so but we had the same problems mm. we just um, had a little fewer <laughs> people who could solve them <laughs> but uh but that that was a good experience and also knowing that that everything is very hard work very dedicated people doing their best uh, no matter what and uh, Peter Jackson is um a director who likes to change and and shape things as he goes. And that is not very helpful when you do visual effects because you have to have a steady plan mm. to work from and that's not really Peter Jackson's vision. So we had sessions with with Fran Walsh and, and, and the circus where they told the, the whole uh, script for us in the animation department and it was blanks. It was like, yeah, and here we really don't know what happens. <laughs> and we don't know how to end this sequence. And we were in the middle of production, so it's like, oh God.
0: <laughs> so but, that was exciting. And, and Peter Jackson is a big fan of the old King Kong. He too. is. So, so that, there's, there's lots of like Easter eggs and small like,
1: things. Absolutely, a lot. And uh, and one of the most obvious ones are the fight with the T-Rexes. The end fight of the T-Rex were actually... they took... Uh, reference uh, s- uh, shots from the original film and superimpose them uh, so that the animators could hmm. could uh, hmm. copy the motion and the timing perfectly. Yeah,
2: so. I saw a side by side video yeah. somewhere. Yeah. yeah,
0: is that with the jewels?
1: Yeah. Something? Oh yeah, yeah,
2: it's yeah. yeah. amazing. <laughs> <laughs> That's I love fun. that one. <laughs>
0: Matilda, you were VFX producer of uh, the production of Kung Fury the other year. Uh, And and that's a different kind of of visual effects uh, style, the The, 80s style.
2: The 80s style, yeah. Yeah, it's very specific. And David, the director, was very very clear about that he wanted the 80s feel and look of it. And uh, so I I think it's... um, The thing is that... David and I are almost the same age, so mm. we grew up grew up during the 80s and 90s. And uh, we have this like nostalgic love for the 80s type of VFX, the neon lights and the laser shots and, and <laughs> everything and the VHS look. <laughs> and there's something beautiful about it. and I love that he's been so true to, to that, that look. And he was, it was very important for him for it to look like it was on VHS. It was, yeah. like, basically from 1984 or mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm.
0: We'll, we'll do an entire episode about Kung yeah. later this season. Yeah. Looking forward to that. But, but do you have a favorite uh, VFX film from the 70s and 80s?
2: Oh, wow. There's a lot of them. Of course, Star Wars,
1: <laughs> obviously.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm a huge fan of, like, uh, the Terminator movies. And... Uh, Indiana Jones and Blade Runner and Tron—that's mm. an amazing one. I think was like the first really different kind of of CG and VFX. Uh, but there's there's a lot of them, and um, all of them were like Back to the Future, of course, of course, yes, yeah. Of course.
0: <laughs> and and all of these films that you mentioned, that they, they pushed the boundaries. That they, they came up with new ways yeah. of doing visual mm-hmm. effects, like
2: yeah especially Star Wars.
1: Yes. That was huge. But also like Jurassic Park and and Terminator that that sort yeah. of introduced uh, CG mm. uh, yeah on a broad front and and actually developed CG uh because before that it was just experiments, but then uh, when when Jurassic Park came, they really had to sit down and think through how do we do this for yeah. an entire movie and the fun thing with the Jurassic Park is that it 's just two minutes of of c g in yeah. it yeah and
2: it's,
1: and it's so intelligent yeah, it does, and it 's so yeah. intelligently incorporated so that uh, with the special effects so that you can 't really tell okay, the absolutely. difference.
2: Yeah, and also like Terminator Two, that's in the '90s though, but yeah. but that was huge as well. Yeah. Uh, and when you look at it today, it still looks good. Mm-hmm. It still works. It does.
1: It's, it's compositing. Is, is not really uh, working. No, no, but, no. Of, of course, effects, nothing um, does
2: from that age. But but this CG, like the VFX from that movie, is still.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> but 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 for me, when I watch an old visual effects movie, like with miniatures or, or stop motion technique or something, <clears throat> I. I I look at it today, and I see that it's an effect, but I still like it. Yeah. Uh, I kind of find it charming. But but if I see an old digital effect, that isn't good. I, I don't find that charming at all. Why, why is that? Why that's, they that's don't age? Yeah, the same that's
1: way. interesting. Because uh, I think it
2: looks. I think the it looks kind of shiny all the time. A yeah. digital effect looks. It doesn't look real. If you have like a miniature. It's really, it's there. It's physically there. Even even though the animation isn't there or it looks kind of weird, the fur looks kind of weird, everything looks a bit off, but still it's there. So it's something you can touch. And the early digital effects, I think looks very shiny
1: yeah and the thing is I, I mean it is uh, because of, of render techniques and so on so yeah, so I mean it wasn't uh, a very long experiment getting that right uh, I, I think it took like almost 10 or 15 years before before it started to look good I would say that that uh, uh, Lord of the Rings were the breaking point Absolutely, uh, but still, when you go back to Lord of the Rings now you see things that isn't hundred yeah. yeah. percent throughout the movie and 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 I it's think... the same fact as with as we discussed earlier with king kong that that when you see it the first time, it's like, "Wow, mm-hmm. I remember seeing Terminator Two and I was like i, I head blown i I couldn't <laughs> get my head around how they did that, and nowadays when you see it, it's like, yeah, well." It's good, but mm. it's not really. It, it's a bit dated.
2: Yeah, but <laughs> to say I the think least. also that a lot of people, with the the start of digital effects, uh, I think a lot of directors and people in the business were so eager Absolutely. to try it. Yeah. They just wanted to like do everything. With yeah, it, it was, really, and I think it was too ambitious sometimes. And they did something that wasn't really ready to to put in the movies exactly. and I think that was a big problem and that's why it looks a bit weird uh, so you need to like know your limits with visual effects and
1: it, it, it got over exploited a bit
2: yeah exactly
1: uh, yeah. and it wasn't ready for that and that's why we remember the early attempts as uh, too shiny not really working yeah. not as beautiful as an early attempt of doing stop motion or or yeah. miniature works, because that—that yeah. that, I mean, the light is there when you do a miniature work. The the it, it all comes down to how ambitious you are as a both modeler and and craftsman and also camera work and so on. Yeah. Uh, but when it comes to CG, it all comes down to to technology. Yeah. And uh, that's why it doesn't work with the old old ones because the technology wasn't there. What's the dog's name?
2: Max. Hey, Janelle. What's wrong with Wolfie? I can hear him
1: barking. Is he okay? Wolfie's fine, honey. Wolfie's just fine. Where are you? Your foster parents are
0: dead. But, I mean, if if we uh, get used to effects and learn to see through the the tricks, so to say. Uh, would you say that, that when I see a Marvel film now, it's like, wow, this is amazing. But in 10 years, will I think that, oh, this is not too convincing. It looks like an effect.
1: I think the Marvel films are suffering a bit from from still overexposing or exploiting mm-hmm. uh, the digital mm-hmm. effect works. Because it, it looks good, but it's not that thrill ride anymore. Because you've seen it, before you, you've got that uh, that uh, sort of uh, roller coaster feeling uh, before, so you don't get that anymore.
2: Yeah, and I think we we'll get we've gotten spoiled. Yeah. the last couple of years, there's like a hundred movies a year with that that much CG and VFX that we just start looking at everything, every small detail, and it's a bit too much. Mm-hmm. Like in like the the early years. Mm. There was, like, one movie. Like, King Kong happened, and it was, like, the greatest thing ever. It yeah. was the first and real, and it looked amazing, and it was a new technique and a new type of effect that they haven't seen before. Now yeah. it's just basically repeating itself all the time and pushing it a little bit for each movie, but but still, it it's not... We have too many to choose from, I think, yeah. and it's too many effects, and even, I think, that... Um, we don't really have uh, the time to treat every shot in that special, like the most amazing realistic way mm. that you could. Mm-hmm. You just rush through a lot of the stuff yeah, for the big movies and rely. then you get, it gets sloppy sometimes. Yeah. And it, it could be super realistic and super real, but you need so much time to do mm-hmm. that. And that doesn't really exist wow. today
1: and you rely on 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 the cg effects instead yeah. of thinking through what can we do practically what needs to be done practically because it's yeah. it's always the the combination effects that that are the the ones that 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 work the best because you you blur the line of what's fake uh, or what's what's constructed afterwards in cg uh, with what's actually shot and that, I think that's that's key. Yeah. It,
2: it was, and you you it, can do everything in yeah. CG, and that's the problem.
1: That is the problem. Yeah. You and don't have to. That's <laughs> why Jurassic can. Park still stands out yeah. as, as a, a, a very good effects movie, even though it was one of the first. It still holds up. Uh, at some parts, mm. technology has advanced, and and so that you could have done a better job with the CG, but. In the end, the effect in the whole film is so solid because of the the mix of technologies, and I think that's key.
0: We we, we talked about this in an earlier episode, uh, and and I think it was Fred Lurzberg who said that, that you always need to ask yourself why
1: yeah. do, do you want the, the yeah. effect? That's the most important so that, question. Yeah, yeah, because it, it, it needs to carry the story, and that's that's why films like Beowulf and and uh, yeah. the Polar Express and films like that. Uh, it's a big question mark. Why do we need so actors, CG. CG actors that kind of looks like their real life counterparts?
2: It feels it's like someone pointless. just want to test it out. Yeah, like and they I want think, to try doing this full CG. I think that it,
1: was Semecki's idea to yeah. to push it as far as he could. Yeah, but he always wanted to like push the boundaries. Yeah. You know? But this was a bit in the wrong direction, I would say.
2: <laughs> no, but sorry. Maybe, but, but, <laughs> but maybe in like 60 years, they'll look back and like, oh, do you remember when Beowulf happened? Yeah. That was like the first one. And they talk about that movie like we talk about King Kong. Maybe. Or, yeah.
0: but, but if we're talking Zemeckis, I have a favorite shot in Contact mm-hmm. uh, in which uh, Jodie Foster's character as a child comes running through a corridor but at the end of the shot, you realize that it's seen through a mirror and her father has died. And that is a quite complicated visual mm. effect, but you don't think of it. You yeah. don't think that it's yeah. a yeah. Visual, effect. It just yeah, visual effect. That's the best type of visual effect. it's lovely,
1: it's beautiful. Yeah. And I mean, Forrest Gump, yeah. with all yeah. the, oh, yeah. the lip-syncing experiments yeah. he did for that and, and also environments and, and things. Uh, so he's, he's good at pushing the boundaries. But um, it's sometimes I think those boundaries are there for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> but but everyone wants to push
0: boundaries and make things better. And uh, George Lucas uh, made lots of people angry when he returned to the original Star Wars trilogy uh. and remade some effects, uh, added new dodgy digital effects. But why? Why did people get so angry by oh, yeah. that?
2: Destroyed. The, no, sorry. Um, <laughs> The thing is that I think that people love the old movies so much and it's just like don't tamper with anything that is already good don't fix what is not broken hmm. but and I think
1: like, I think that's the point I think uh, George Lucas f- himself felt that oh I never reached I, I I never reached my goal with this film But I
2: think that the thing is that he he always wanted to do something more than the technology allowed him to do yeah. and he's always felt that way and through the entire like Star Wars saga, that's been like an issue for him, uh, and he was so eager to to do it in that way with that technique. And when it got here, he was a bit too eager yeah. to try it out, and he he did it too early, I think. Mm-hmm. So the effects in in those like remastered the the new versions, it's a bit early. Mm-hmm. If he would have done it now, he could have done it. Like in a good way, where it would have like melted together with the entire movie and true. St- stayed true to the tone. Ba, 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 ba. But now it's just like he's done a Phantom Menace effect in A New Hope, and it's just it looks like it's out of place. Yeah,
0: in the new films that they stay closer to the
1: aesthetics of the effects of they the do. original shot, yeah, and that's also because the, the the technology has reached a point where it's matured. And, and also
2: you, the people who saw it then exactly. has grown up and like, yeah, let's do it right this time.
1: <laughs> I, I think also that J.J. Abrams had had this feeling that, that uh, he, he loved the the old original films and he knew, he analyzed what was good with it, why he loves it, and just tried to, to keep to that tone. And that's something that George Lucas never had been interested in because the tone in the first film is obviously... Because of budget restraints and and uh, technology restraints and so on, and uh, he didn't feel he reached his goal, and uh, so he doesn't really understand why we love those old no. movies. No.
2: No. <laughs> that's that's my theory. He's too close to it, maybe. Yeah, I think so.
0: Yeah. But yeah. but could it be that it's also some kind of nostalgia involved uh, the reason why I love old disaster movies from the 70s I see that it's l- l- like a not yeah, too good exactly. effect but it's nice and I mean the style of Ray Harryhausen uh, even though you, you can do much smoother animation you still want to replicate a little bit of that stop motion yeah, that's nostalgia,
1: of course but but then again I mean with Star Wars my kids saw the whole six first movies in a row, and uh, they still felt that the, the first Star Wars mm. was the best. What? And
2: yeah,
1: but the first—I mean, like the New Hope, yeah, of yeah, course. Like, <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> yeah. no—the first.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah but because <laughs> still, like, I think that I saw Phantom Menace when I was thirteen. It came out when I was thirteen, so uh, that was like—I think that was the best age to see it mm-hmm. uh, because I wasn't that disappointed. I was like, this is great. Mm-hmm. She's beautiful, and this is amazing. And they're like at Naboo, and how awesome is that? <laughs> <laughs>
1: and Jar, Jar Binks but, is fantastic. Oh, no, it's we so
2: could just like skip Jar, Jar Binks maybe. <laughs> but he didn't bother me when I was 13, no. though. Now he bothers me. Now mm-hmm. I can't see it really. But still, I have like this... I, I kind of like it still, though, mm-hmm. because I saw it and when I was like in a good place mm-hmm. to see it. Yeah. And I think it's that way with all like the VF, VFX... Uh, heavy movies that you see when you grow up and it's like, this doesn't look good at all, but you still love it as a grown-up because you saw it when you were a kid and this is amazing and you thought it was amazing at that time and you're still gonna have that feeling. I
1: think that's interesting because to me the effect films of the 80s feels very dated because I was a bit too... I was a bit older than you yeah. when you saw the '80s films, so to me, it's like the old Ray Harryhausen's, which I saw on 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 uh, you know afternoon on 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 the cinema in the '70s, mm-hmm. when I was like eight, seven years old, and that to me is like, oh yeah, they have a special place in my heart. Yeah. But the '80s films, yeah, if they're good, they're good. But uh, I have a bit of a problem with the aesthetics. Yeah,
2: yeah. I <laughs> because know. I was like
1: teenager then. And, uh,
2: oh, yeah, of course, yeah, yeah. For me, teenager. it's just amazing. It's like the best era.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> the eighties, the 80s movies are amazing. I love them. But
0: every, every era has their
2: uh, yeah their charm. Their charm. Yeah,
0: exactly.
2: What a piece of junk.
0: To make point 0.5 past light speed. She may not look like much, but she's got it where it counts, kid. So, b- before we end, uh, pick a favorite old visual effect scene. Hmm.
2: Death, <laughs> Death Star blow up.
0: The old effect. Scene. The no, no, old no, no, one. No, the old one. No,
2: the old one. The old one. All right. I like that one. Maybe it's just... I think I. I'm not really objective now. Nah. But... <laughs> but that's the one that's gotten like with me.
0: For me it it's the uh, the sword fight with the skeletons in Jason oh, and the oh, Organon. That is yeah, classic.
2: That I think uh, Miss Peregrine's uh, Home for Peculiar Children has like yeah, the, the, the Tim end. Tim Burton. The, yeah. yeah, the end sword fight in that movie. It kind of looks exactly like that one. Yeah, and, and
0: and the skeletons that, the that, skeletons that attack yeah. Hodor in, in Game but, of Thrones—that oh yeah, yeah. That also
2: yeah, exactly. owes yeah. a lot to Harry. Yeah. It needs—it has to be inspired by that one, I think. Yeah, yeah
1: right. It's iconic. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I I have so many favorites. so I have a hard time picking out <laughs> yeah. a special one. But uh, I mean, uh, when it comes to visual effects, I still think that the 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 whole um, the 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 magic that happened when you watched the Lord of the Rings the first time mm. it was mind blowing. I've never. Oh, you can
2: go like closer to. <laughs> That's pretty like. It it, it wasn't it, that long ago. No, it wasn't.
1: It wasn't. But <laughs> it's then I have like, like a hundred. Yeah, I know, and it's so hard to sort of pick out something. I mean. When it comes to visual effects, yeah, of course, Star Wars and everything. It's yeah. a lot of scenes there that are fantastic, in, even in the original films. And uh, also Alien and so on, but that's, not, that's more practical effects, I would say. You know?
2: And also I love the, uh, the Tonton in uh, Return, uh, Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that was amazing good Yeah. Great.
1: And very Ray Ray Haralson. Yeah,
2: yeah. I love those. And then
1: speaking about Ray Herhaus and uh the Aymir from uh, let's see what's twenty thousand million miles to Earth or something like that. It's called. Oh, yeah. And It's so beautifully animated. It's it's about a, a space lizard mm. that grows up into huge proportions and ruins Rome. I think. I love uh, it. A black and white movie, and it's so smooth animation, and it's fantastic. A lot of great scenes there.
2: And it's also amazing. one one that I have that I really really love is in the Terminator Two. The T1000 going through the bars.
1: Oh yeah! Mm.
2: In the corridor, Uh, it's amazing, and the gun gets stuck. Yeah, I love that (laughs) That scene so much. It looks so good, Mm -hmm. and that was like a really good one.
0: Yeah, there are lots of great visual effects movies through history. So, you out there, if you have any specific. Favorite, do mail us and tell us, and we might talk about it in a future episode. You will uh, find our mail address on our webpage, goodbycancers.com, where you will also find some links to some of the films that we've been talking about. Thanks a lot for coming, Matilda and Stefan. Thank, Thank you. you. Hope to see you again soon. And you out there, please join us again for the next episode when we will talk about the wonderful world of motion capture. Yes, it's finally time for. Spandex suits and tiny white balls. You don't want to miss that. Until next time, goodbye, bientôt, auf Wiedersehen, vihos.